This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Lyric, and Tyler Hewitt as Alto. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band landed on the death world of Tren. Lyric was concerned about her injured leg, Valentine reprogrammed Eugene in accordance with their deal, and Alto saved Acri from going down with the ship. What awaits Valentine's band as they set off into a Xenos-infested theme park? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From an environmental report about Tren. If that asteroid hits... It's fucked. End of report. Um, Truly, some environmental reports are true. This one was. Uh, Although you on ground level uh, certainly uh, will never see where the asteroid impact um, altered the the fate of Tren, uh, you're certainly feeling the consequences uh, quite literally as you um, begin to tread your way um, into the frozen jungle. Uh, I'd like you all to please roll me a survival check. Um, oh, wonderful. So that is um, cunning, survival, survival plus cunning. Great. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, one day I'll print things, but I need the world to open first. So, okay. First step, I'm going to cure coronavirus. Then I'm going to print the heresy book. And it's going to be because <laughs> the one I printed is out of date. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be, um, you're pretty early like this is you literally just you, you've been walking for kind of an hour now, um, so we're gonna call this a two green or sorry two purple check. Okay. Um, we all add two for our void suits. Two blue. Yep. Thanks, and uh, yeah, this is just uh, generally. I mean, we we hearty Canadian folk will know this, but 
uh, you've bundled up to go skiing and or snowboarding and or skating on the Rideau Canal, and you're like, I think I dressed warmly enough. How warmly did you actually dress? Let's now we it. all roll yeah. to see how Canadian we are. Yep. Three successes. Confident that this will go my way. No. Let's roll anyway. We made it, folks. Three successes, one advantage. Great. I have one success, but five advantage. Hey. Okay. Um, hmm. So, Ryan, I think uh, we're going to say um, I'm going to let you use your advantage uh, as a hold. Uh, this is a, a system that does exist in Genesis, but just to, to clarify, it's, it's actually truer of things like uh, Blades in the Dark or uh, any of the Powered by the Apocalypse systems, a trophy. Um, so hold is basically um, a dice you can take moving forward. Normally, boost dice tend to be given in the situation. Like, you know, if it's combat, it'd be like, oh, I got two advantage. Okay, so I want to give Laura two boost dice. Um, given that we're doing a survival scenario, um, <clears throat> we'll say uh, you have five holds. Um, that you can use, so basically five boost that you can just kind of hand around, and Tyler, um, you will have one. Uh, from okay. Uh, for flavor purposes, let's say I've got those because uh, the Scholar Progenium world that I grew up on was a winter world. Sure, that makes sense. Also, I, I think um, you've, you've had to, yeah, like I like that. Uh, also, you've had to survive in worse conditions with less. So realizing, I know like this is just a personal Tom bias, but like when I realized my boots aren't going to leak, I'm like, fuck yeah, winter. I got you. Um, So let's say it was an asteroid because then I I can deal with cold and other things. That's fun. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And I I think lyrics successes are more that she is extremely wary of everything because mm-hmm. um, this is such a foreign environment to her that she's just like being, she's being careful. Yep. Well, I mean, you're you're injured and you're in a foreign environment, but yeah, yeah I, I think that makes sense. And also then successes all the- come from Lyric looking out for him, being like, <laughs> yes. put on another shirt. That's not enough layers. Yes. Don't, like, we're not going anywhere until you put on another You will coat. never regret bringing an extra layer. You will regret not bringing enough. <laughs> It's just grumpy also. listening to sibling. Yeah. 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 Alto like T posing because he's like so, <laughs> yeah. so many layers. I was going to say Alto oh. like. He's a Robert Munch character. <laughs> yeah. He just like looks at the mittens pinned to his sleeves and yeah. it's like, it's like one pin to the mechano arm. Um, <laughs> great. Okay. So yeah. So uh, generally as a party, you're doing quite well then um, as you begin to kind of trudge forward. Um so I assume you're on the lookout for um, any mechanical stuff you can salvage. Um, right now you haven't found much um, until you reach uh, the um, rim of the dome. So this is a massive, massive concrete. Um, think uh, probably about, um, I don't know, uh, maybe a story tall. Um uh, sort of massive concrete rim. You can see uh, a jagged edge of um, of glass uh, from where where the dome would have would have stood. Um, again, same construction as the one you're familiar with, um, or sorry, same idea as the one you're familiar with uh, from back home. But whereas yours was kind of built for looks, uh, this one seemed to have been built. Um, you can see kind of like solar coating on the. Um, the dome panels and where yours was meant to keep radiation out. This one seems to kind of be to keep heat in. Mm. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, you're able to fairly easily find um, a, a, a sort of a service ladder um, that'll get you up to the top. Um, there are no doors that you can see kind of like this thing does stretch out kind of massively in either direction. Uh, as I said, this dome, your dome was big. This one's bigger. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you're able to kind of climb that. Um, the glass is uh, dangerous, but easy enough to climb over. Um I think, you know, taking the appropriate amount of time and care, I'm not going to make your roll because you're not yeah. in any hurry. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, on the uh, the other side, um, you can see that the concrete on this side has been um, painted in uh, jungle camo uh, to kind of make it, it theoretically disappear. You kind of notice this as your your footsteps um, kind of disturb the, the powder. Um but uh, done in, in very much the way that, like, a zoo or a park would, where it's, like, it's fine. <laughs> but it's, I mean, Lyric, you looking at this, this is not sufficient camo um, no. for anyone, really. Um, <clears throat> and with that, you you kind of climb down the other side and in. Um, uh, Valentine, can you please roll me... Hmm. Uh, one second, just need to minimize my zoom here so I can actually look at the book. Waka, 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 waka. Um, can you please roll for me a... Perception? Yeah, I'd say uh, perception's probably the right right call for this, actually. Um, so it certainly isn't lore. Uh, so yeah, okay, let's go, with, let's go with perception. Cool, what's my difficulty? Um... Three, please. All right, I'll use uh, I'll use one of my holds for this. Okay. I'll track those, Tom, so you don't have to worry about it. That'd be great. And I should point out um, this this is an appropriate one for this. Um, the I didn't finish my thought earlier, so this is on me. Um, do please consider these holds for uh, things involving the environment, uh, an action involving the environment of some sort. That can still be combat checks, but like. You know, if it's, uh, I'm rolling to remember uh, something about, like, chaos. Like, nah. <laughs> no, snow-related. I, I get it, and I like cool. it. Frostelicus, the demon of frost, I remember. Ah, he hated when he was on the asteroid with me as a boy. <laughs> he would always tell me chaos things when we were cold. That's how I remembered them. All righty. Uh, that is one success and four advantage. Okay, cool. So um, with that role, um, you um, you kind of quickly dust some of the snow off uh, this interior wall, um, and you kind of do this along the way, um, maybe Alto and Lyric help, uh, until you find a stenciled um, number and signifier. Um, so it doesn't exactly sync up with anything that's on the map, because the map is, again, built for public Tourists, consumption, yeah. not, like, staff consumption. Um, but you think you're able to rough rough out the zone you're in. So you are in the um, the northeast quadrant, um, which is uh, naturally diametrically opposed from the starport, which is in uh, sort of the far west. Okay. Um, but it at least gives you some sense. So the visitor center is dead center in um, uh, inside the. The, the sort of former dome. Um, you can see between here and there, there is um, 
what seems to be marked as um, essentially uh, like a maintenance shed. Um, so where they would keep a lot of the things required, essentially like a very fancy gardener's thing. Okay. Um, so based on roughly where you, you think you are, it's uh, with a little bit of, of searching, you could likely find your way there. Um, beyond that, um, there are, again, there seem to be like, there's a lot of words you just don't understand. Um, you see terms like callops um, and um, uh, lantos and like a few other things with kind of, um, that seem to almost be uh, zoned out. Um, if you were to guess based on just kind of your knowledge of what this thing was intended for, uh, it's likely the spaces where these things were kept. So if okay. there was like a species that was, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry, so you'll have to forgive the the sort of blunt version of this. But there's kind of like a little picture of like a creature head and then the name and a general I, zone where you are likely to mm. find that creature. Yeah, I think he'd be roughly familiar with the idea of like a zoo or an ecological preserve. Like nothing crazy, but for sure, the vague and, idea. And what you can tell from this is it seems as though this really was meant to be a free range thing. Like it's a, a, um, obviously I'm using Jurassic Park as a, a bit of an inspiration for this, but it's not like here is the paddock where the T Rex lives. Here is where this thing is. It's more like an African lion safari where it's like, oh well, like this kind of creature makes its habitat here. Like, this is kind of the swamp area, and you're most likely, like, if we're using modern terms, you're likely to see a crocodile here because there's a swamp, and that's where the crocodile would be. But over here is, like, a plains area, so that's where you'll see a lion. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All righty. So I think he turned to the other and said, all right, so it looks like we have a collection of creatures. I don't know what any of them are, nor whether or not they're dangerous. So everyone keep your arms ready. Uh, and by arms, I mean weapons. Uh, I have, however, found what appears to be a maintenance shed. So we should probably head there. They may have a vehicle we could commandeer or other tools that could be useful. Any thoughts or objections? Uh, Makes sense. Let's go. Sound, sounds good to me. All righty. This is excellent. Ah, it's a pleasure having companions. Um, okay, so... I'm inclined to make this a another survival check, um, just because I feel like tracking and and kind of wilderness stuff is is likely that. Um, that said, because this isn't an environmental check, you can choose who is kind of taking lead on finding this uh, maintenance shed. Not me. I don't think Aldo would. I'm like enthusiastically volunteer either. Away we are, friends. I lead. <laughs> uh, so it'll be Aldo. me, Tom. Great. Aldo, by the way, is a uh, uh, kind of mid-tier fancy shoe brand. My character's name is Alto, and I'm going to need to remember that. <laughs> I, uh, I was letting it slide because I just thought it was interference, okay. but... Uh... <laughs> cool. Uh, Tom, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this would apply in this environment, but using an Auspex adds... Oh, no, this is survival. Forget it. No, I'm good. Uh, all right. So... I would, I would What's give you... What's our difficulty, Tom? Uh, I'm going to say a difficulty of three. I will give you a boost for the Auspix. I think that does make sense in this situation. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it traditionally adds to perception. So if I'm perceiving where I'm going, that would yep. make yep. sense. Um, I will also add uh, another one of my holds to this because I think that feels like a reasonable check to do so with. All right, let's see what happens. One advantage. Okay. Um, so, um, again, based on just how vague this is, also, um, 
we, we joked a bit, um, it might have been off air about like how bad maps are uh, in terms of like America's the size of Africa. It's like that. That's not how that works uh, at all. Um, and unfortunately, you're, you're kind of getting the same vibe here, whereas it's the space is so vast that like, you know, the general direction you're going is right. But where this actual thing is not so much um, with your one point of advantage, though, um, I will say that as you're you're making your way kind of using your auspice as best you can to even just try and pick up a ping of like uh, permacrete or anything else that has just been dumped here. Um, you, um, you actually pick up a heat signature. Um, it's faint, uh, but it is nearby. Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of nearly $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency. You'll receive, besides of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, you can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. Interesting. Uh, and I turned to the others and said, do you happen to have microbeads? It'd be terribly convenient if you did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Wonderful. We should sync those. Right now would be excellent. So uh, I think we'll just go about building our own little network. Uh, and then he'll talk into his microbead rather than yelling over whatever snow or wind is mm -hmm. blowing. And just say, okay, friend. So I found a heat signature, which is as exciting as it is possibly troubling. So I'm thinking perhaps we should go look for it and see what happens. Where's where's the heat signature? Well, it seems to be over that way, and I'll just point in the direction that it's in. Well, still vaguely towards the visitor center at the center, so still right. along our path. Our look, is there a chance that this could be like a ship that's just like up and running and waiting for us to like climb right in and fly it away? Probably not. I, I feel like you asked a question and then answered it. What was your intention? Uh, keep, keep finishing the thought. Yeah, no, 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 no. Why are we going towards this thing instead of going around it? Well, many power cells or other buildings could create a heat signature over time. I just don't have any signs of metal. But again, I'm not actually an Auspex expert. They're very expensive, but I have one. Uh, maybe I could, you know, scout ahead. I mean, if it's heat signature stuff. Although could... you're, not, you're not scouting ahead. Oh, okay. Valentine well, is taking the lead. But he is the stealthiest of us, and he could perhaps interface with the Auspex to get better readings. I, I have no fault with other people's expertise being harnessed here. Yeah, I also don't want him to walk into danger first. Well, I think he would have an spec. Here's the thing. Remember when you said, I'll be the best one to talk, and I was like, I think I'm a better talker than you, and then you were shot several times and your leg is broken. If I go first, it does not necessarily mean that we will not all end up in tremendous danger. All right. Also, I'm coming with you. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I was just going to say, you know, Kel's 
night cloak that she gave me, it, it hides my thermal presence. So, you know, if it is a, a person or something like that, maybe they won't see my heat signature. We can see theirs. They can't see All right, ours. Fucking fine. You know what? Go ahead. I'm setting up. I've got my like rifle out ready to shoot anything. Right. Yes. It, I'm going to cover him. We've all got micro beads. If there's a problem, we are but a shout away. I'm not saying send him kilometers ahead. I'm saying keep him, you know, just within earshot, just out of line of sight. Okay, here's the Osbex, friend. Uh, don't break it. Very expensive. Um, Ryan, can you help me um, visualize what Osbex are? Yeah, so if you picture, it's kind of like a like a wand kind of thing in your hand with like a little display over the top. So like oh, a stick right. in your we, hand, sorry. and then it's we got a little, I'm sorry. almost like, a half circle style thing with little yeah. sci-fi <laughs> like knobs and sensors on the top. So you can just look at the screen. So right. it's something you could probably plug into the bottom of and okay. use in that way. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I, I had forgotten that we actually did cover this in an earlier episode. Oh, yeah, no worries. Forgotten. Okay. So I've got the aspects. So I see the signature up ahead. Um, mm. I will um, completely put on, like put my hood up and fasten up. Uh, my uh, night cloak, which uh, I, again is sort of like a um, half cloak, half poncho, because it does sort of like cover my full profile. Mm-hmm. And because it was Kel's, I also kind of like disappear into it a bit. <laughs> like it's right, not yeah, yeah. size yeah. to me. Just you built uh, an old dementor. Uh, basically, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and um, yeah, wearing it uh, basically, it just reflects all of my body heat back inward. Nice. Um, so I'm Very not cool. giving throwing any body heat. Um, so it gives me plus two to stealth, and I will try to start like sneaking towards this thing while while reading the aspects. Great. So go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please. Okay. Give me two seconds uh, to assemble a dice pool. Yeah. No sweat. Um, difficulty on this will be um. Sorry. One moment. Uh, difficulty of two, please. Okay. Um, how many story points do we have on our side? Um, for use? Currently, I think we're actually even because I used I used one. Ryan used one. And I think yep. that's all we've done. So okay. three and three. Cool. I'm going to use one to convert one of my four greens to a yellow. Yep, I dig that. Um, and I'm just going to basically justify that as basically like Alto can feel lyric, like staring at the back of his head being like, man, if you, if you, if you can't be like let out of her sight, like if you can't prove that like you can do this, then like that leash is just getting tighter kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm yeah. actually going to give you one setback for that as well, okay. please. Uh, so one black dice, uh, yeah. because this is so far outside the realm of either of your experience, but in a weird way, this is the perfect time to prove yourself because this is a situation that she also isn't good in. Yeah. So if you can like, yeah, it's definitely like a desire to help without like, like mm-hmm. I don't want to distance myself from her because, you know, I, I don't like her or anything like that, but it's also like, you know, I can help. I can do things too. Yeah. Uh, and Tom, can I use one of my holds to add a boost die for him because the Auspex would be helping? Yep, absolutely. So yeah, okay. we'll say one one blue for the the Auspex. Um, cool. Okay. Um, I love I love the visual of you like hunched over like a, a spooky ragman monster. That's yeah. Um, yeah. With like <laughs> clutching, like you're gonna either tell Scrooge to like mend his ways <laughs> with by pointing at things, but like also that you're like holding a fucking Game Boy, like yeah. 
Yeah, ex- exterior is approach of death. Interior is kid reading a book under the blankets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if funny. you're close enough, you can hear him like, "Oh man, if I screw this up, lyrics gonna kill me." <laughs> it's like, um, are you? Are you? You're not still rigged to uh, Acri, right? He's he's got his Vox now, so no, I wouldn't. He does. Okay, that, that yeah, he yeah. wouldn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> he knows. He knows the gag. Okay. He was in the guard. He. This isn't his first rodeo. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna roll. Ooh, thank you for those boost dice. Uh, that is one success, two advantages. Ooh, okay, cool. Um, so you make your way through the snow, kind of moving as, as slow as you can. Luckily for you, the cloak actually kind of like sweeps your footsteps as you go. So yeah, it's still, yeah. there's still tracks that can be followed, but it's not like mm-hmm. aggressively like, oh, someone clomped through here. <laughs> um so you you make your way forward, uh, kind of um, feeling the the puffs of your breath, um, like every so often haze the screen of the auspex. Um, and uh, at one point, you you move your hand across the screen to wipe it, and uh, there's another dot. And then as you kind of take, yeah, like, I was you, like all, all two freezes. Yeah, so you freeze. Um, and you see another dot kind of appear from the edge of the screen. Um, and then uh, suddenly you are knocked to the ground. Uh, can oh. you please roll me a cool check? Cool. Yeah, uh, let me clear that. So uh, this is a mechanic we haven't uh, fucked with at all yet because I hadn't read it yet. Um, but it's definitely one we're going to play with that's a holdover from Dark Heresy uh, that's fairly important, which is fear and trauma. Um, so basically when spooky things happen, similar to mythos mysteries, um, it can really bend your brain. And given that the, the horrors of, of the 40 K universe are, are vast and terrifying, uh, every so often, um, you'll be asked to roll a fear check and fear is just a pure cool check against a difficulty. I'll tell you based on how traumatic the event is. Okay. Uh, if you fail, uh, you become afraid, which means you'll be adding disadvantage, um, uh, setback dice to rolls against whatever the thing is. Uh, if it gets too bad, you might suffer trauma, which means that um, I do see the tra- mental trauma section. Say, Tom, here's sure. a weird question. Then, what is discipline versus cool? Glad you asked, Ryan. In the uh, <laughs> in the Genesis book, uh, discipline is used for fear checks, um, but uh, discipline is much more. This is literally a thing I read earlier, and I was like, "This is weird gameplay," but I like it. Um, discipline in Dark Heresy is usually used against psychic powers. It's an incredibly powerful stat. Um, however, when the game designers were looking at it, they realized that if discipline was also used for fear and everyone was already hardening themselves against psychers, it would just mean that everyone's an invincible fear monster. Mm. Um, so they split the stat down the middle. So um, I think w- the way we'll play it is if it seems like a situation where discipline would in fact be the solution, we'll go with that. But what I like about cool is if you're surprised, I feel like it's cool. Yeah. Cool seems reactionary. Discipline feels exactly like preparing, stealing yourself. Yeah, and I'm I'm well, happy to make the argument for. I mean, Ryan, I think this only really would apply to you. But if there's like a horror of the warp or something that, as an inquisitor, you steeled your mind to, I'd be inclined to say that usually discipline would be the right call. Okay, because so like trained to deal with it, discipline, dealing with your startle reaction, cool. 
Exactly. Uh, like I just hit the part in the Eisenhorn book where they like do the um, the like the uh, auto auger business and like they're like, oh, shit, this one's full of nightmares and horrors. <laughs> and neither he nor the auger are like, we've been trained for this. They're both just like, oh, God, sad. Uh, and then they need <laughs> to tap out. So I also don't want to make you immune to having panic reactions that are based on cool. Mm-hmm. But we'll take it on a case-by-case basis. Um, cool. Similarly, if, for example, someone tried to mind hack Alto, that might actually be a discipline check. Because it's like, oh, like, okay, like, we're fighting. Like, it, it's surprising. It's unpleasant. But I'm used to this. Similarly, if um, Lyric was attacked in a bar fight, even if it yeah. was a surprise, I don't really buy. Well, I mean, actually, that might be cool for you just because that's a stat that I think probably is more. So you know what I mean. But um, as with anything in this game, let's make sure that we're we're trying to find the right one each time. But the base one we're going to use is cool. Okay, um, right. sounds good. And I will say it might change over time. Um, f- uh, for instance, if we were spending a huge arc where we were on a Tyranid hive world, um, the odds of you being constantly shocked by Tyranids, <laughs> shocked for a bit, and then like they're Tyranids. I get it. And if you pass these uh, cool, if you pass these cool checks on fear well enough, uh, you can also become numb to certain things. So then you don't need to check against them anymore. Cool. Because you're like, I mean, all right, I've seen you've seen one face melt. You've seen them all. Like it's it's bad, but <laughs> I know. Uh, so nice. with all that in mind, uh, Alto, go ahead and roll. Uh, so I do have my cool stats for dice. Um, I don't have any purple dice yet. Yeah, that's on me. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a. I'm going to say a two. Um, okay. Things like this, I think, are very scared to you, but you're also having spent a lot of time watching Ghostbusters and other things <laughs> where people are, like, actively waiting to be scared, like they're at Screamers at Canada's Wonderland or some yeah. shit. Yeah, Um Because you were, like, actively tense, I feel like it actually reduces it because it's it's like a jump scare in a movie. You still get the shock of it, but you don't... It's not so out of the blue that you completely... <laughs> You don't have to wait right. for it anymore. It's relieving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You mean he doesn't like shriek like I do? We're going to find movie out. Theaters I might. When I'm startled. He wait for it. Entirely might. All right. I'm going to roll. Uh, yeah. Um, that's kind of wild. Five advantages, two failures. So, Lyric, what you see is um, a form drop out of a tree. Um, and it is a, uh, if you kind of take a tiger's body and then just add an extra pair of arms, uh, so sort of a six footed, um, nope. yep. Nope. Uh, creature, um, with, um, a tail that ends in kind of a split with two almost, um, they're kind of like spade shaped, um, almost, uh, like fish fins um but um made kind of almost of a feather feather material um and uh it drops on alto um and you've got your your rifle up um and you see um the uh the creature's lower jaw split um and then the quite unfortunate jaw on top of its head splits um, and you see it kind of do that, um, usually horror movie in the dark monster thing where, you know, you see the saliva dripping and it kind of lets out like, um, a deep guttural, um, kind of growl and a horrible thing happens for you. 
you realize that this creature is not aware that it has landed on something. <laughs> it just dropped out of the tree and because it, it heard something, but it is not aware that it's on Alto uh, until he shrieks. Uh, I'll give you one of those if you like. <laughs> By all means. Uh, and with that, roll for initiative. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Alto. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Lyric. And our Game Master, Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. Available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash Dumb Dumb Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls, a man's face set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.